0: uh, Today we're going to continue our series that we've been going through over the last few months since last year. We've started a series through the Gospel of Luke together. This series is called Good News for All. That is the name of this series and uh, we've been basing ourselves. We've come to Luke chapter 4. We've seen the early life of Jesus. We've seen his birth and we've seen his early life. And now we see Jesus is stepping onto the scene. He's about to begin his ministry But before we see Jesus stepping into his ministry, we notice there's somebody who's helping Jesus, somebody who's who's there to be with Jesus as he ministers, and and that is the Holy Spirit. We began to look at last time how active the Holy Spirit is and was in Jesus's life. And if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, how much more do you and I need the Holy Spirit? And so today we're going to look at, we looked at who the Holy Spirit is in the last message. If you can't remember that because of all that's going on in your life, that's fine. You can catch up on YouTube if you want to. Uh, you can check out that message. But today we're going to look at the role of the Holy Spirit. What exactly does the Holy Spirit do in our lives? What's his purpose in our lives? So I'm just going to be reading from Luke chapter 3 and then Luke chapter 4. I'll read a few verses and, and it says this in Luke 3, verse 21 to 22, first of all. It says, One day... When the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was being baptized. And as he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. Luke chapter 4 verse 1 to 2 says, Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Luke chapter 4, verse 14 says, Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power, and reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. region." And then verse 17 to 19 says this, Then the scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. That's Jesus. He enrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Now, a week last Friday, I went to have my hair cut. I know many of you might think, Luke, you haven't had much off at all. It's looking like a bush at this moment in time. It's gone wild. It's gone crazy. Nat that reminds me all the time, Luke, you need to get a haircut. But I'm going for a bit of a longer style. I'm getting a bit older now, so I thought I'll try something a little bit different. But I went to have my haircut, cut, and, uh, and I know my hairdresser very well. He's been my hairdresser for a good number of years now, about four or five years. And, and so he knows me. I've had an opportunity to, before to share with him about how I've come to know Jesus. And, uh, and I did again on Friday because as I was in the chair, he asked me, he was talking to me about, about my job, exactly what I do. And he asked that question, Luke, what is it that, what does a pastor do? What does a minister do? What is it you do every week? Is it just preach a message? Is that all you do? I said, many people think that is it, but I do a lot more than that. Trust me on that one. But I was able to share with him all my roles, all my responsibilities. Now, I used to work in a school, and before I, uh, before I became the pastor, I wouldn't have been able to have much of an idea of what a pastor did. But when God called me, began to reveal to me, and also Pastor Rob and Paul, they outlined before I stepped into this job, a job description. They give me a, a job description exactly what I should be doing as pastor of this church and that really helped me and sometimes I'll even refer back to it just to make sure that I'm I'm fulfilling my role that I'm being honoring to God and honoring to you as well in what I am doing but that job description clearly outlines what I'm supposed to do and I'm able to tell you if you wanted to have a conversation I'll tell you exactly what I get up to what I do as a pastor. I'm sure you've had job descriptions given to you in your role, in your workplace. You've got a job description that outlines what you were supposed to be doing. Did you know that the Bible has given us the job description of the Holy Spirit as well? You know, we know exactly, the Bible tells us exactly what the Holy Spirit's purpose is, who he is, but what he does as well. We've seen last time that the Holy Spirit, he's a person. He's not an it or a thing. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's not just any person. He's a co-equal member of the Godhead. He is fully God. That is who the Holy Spirit is. And he is God in the now. He's active now. He's present in our lives. But in John chapter 14 to 16, in those chapters, as Jesus is coming towards the end of his time here on earth, he's teaching his disciples about who the Holy Spirit is. He tells them about the Holy Spirit, he teaches them about who the Holy Spirit is, and, and he tells his disciples in those chapters exactly what the role of the Holy Spirit is. Many people are confused about what he does, but the Bible, Bible clearly shows us what the Holy Spirit is. And so today, we're going to look at three things that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. And then in the next message, we're going to look at another few things that the Holy Spirit does as well. So it's going to be a bit more of a teaching message this morning over the next few messages. So get ready for that. But we're going to look at three things the Holy Spirit does, what his role is. The first thing the Bible tells us, as you can see on the screen behind me, the first thing the Holy Spirit does is that he helps us. The Holy Spirit is known as our helper. In John 14, verse 16 to 7, in the Amplified Version, it says, Jesus says this, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Helper or comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, To be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive I take into its heart because it does not see or know him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and we will be in you. You know, the Greek word here, we go in Greek this morning, the Greek word here for the Holy Spirit is the paracletos, which means the one who comes alongside to help. That's what he does. He is the God in the now who comes alongside us to help us. Anybody need help here this morning? Anybody find this world hard to navigate on times? Anybody find it confusing? What are we supposed to do here? How are we supposed to get through this? I know I need help. And God has sent himself, the Holy Spirit, to come and help us. He's the one who comes alongside us. When life gets difficult... When life gets challenging, which it does, if we're all being honest, whether we are Christians or not Christians, life can be hard. Life can be very challenging. And when we face those difficult moments, it can be easy for us to feel like we're on our own, that we've got to face this struggle in our own strength. We've got to go through this problem on our own. It feels like the whole world is against us and I've got no help. Do you ever feel like that? Because I do in my life. But I thank God the Bible says that we're not on our own. God himself is with us. The Holy Spirit is our helper who comes alongside us. He's our friend and he's our God and he's there to help us. We are not alone. He helps us through the tough times. He strengthens us. He gives us what we need to keep on going. And maybe you need that here this morning. Maybe you were struggling. Maybe you feel like you're going to collapse because of the troubles in life. Maybe you feel way down. The Holy Spirit can come alongside you to strengthen you, to help you. You know, Bible commentaries, Bible commentators—they—they uh, they give this fantastic illustration. It's like us. It's like somebody who's carrying this big log, and the analogy they give is that we've got the log on the one end, but the Holy Spirit comes on the other end, and He picks it up and He helps us carry the log. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He helps us. Imagine that log is a problem or something in your life, something you're facing. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He de- doesn't leave us try and pick up his, this log on our own and try and struggle and, for, and, be, and, and struggle with this log. Instead, He comes alongside. He picks up the other end and helps us in and through that. I love that image. The Holy Spirit is a very practical helper. He'll come alongside and he will help you. He's a co-laborer, as the Bible says, and helps us live this life for Jesus, but also helps us get through difficulties in our lives. So the first thing the Holy Spirit does is he's our helper. If you need help you this morning, whether it's to do with your faith or whether it's just in life, you don't have to do it on your own. You're not alone. The Holy Spirit will help you. He is our helper. The second thing the Bible tells us is that the second thing the Holy Spirit does is that He comforts us. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. It says there in, in 26 of John chapter 14, verse 26, it says, But the helper or comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and He will help you remember everything I have told you. You know that Greek word there that I just gave you, parakletos. It's called, it's referring to helper, but another meaning for that is comforter as well. That's another meaning for that Greek word parakletos is that the Holy Spirit is our comforter. So you might say this morning, how does the Holy Spirit comfort us? How does the Holy Spirit comfort us in our lives? Well, the first way that he does this, the Holy Spirit comforts us, is that he brings a deep sense of peace into our lives in the midst of chaos in the midst of confusion and uncertainty the holy spirit can bring calm into our lives our world's in chaos at this moment in time isn't it cost of living crisis covid uh, all this happening with wars rumors of wars it's confusing out there isn't it gender all these things there's so much confusion Out there, and we can feel overwhelmed sometimes, maybe with your family circumstance. Maybe it's just confusing. Maybe you were wondering here this morning, I don't understand what is going on. Maybe you feel frazzled and all over the place. We've got a God who draws near to us. He's a God who comforts us. In other words, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the comfort, in the midst of the, the raging winds, we can still know comfort. We can know the peace of God. The Bible says that our God gives us a peace which surpasses all understanding. He goes beyond that, beyond what we know, beyond what we're experiencing. We can have a peace. Even in the midst of the hardest of challenges, we can still know the peace and calm of our God. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's one of the ways he comforts us, is bringing peace into our lives. Another way the Holy Spirit comforts us is that he brings hope. The Holy Spirit gives us hope. He reminds us of God's promises. He reminds us that God is there to help us. He helps us to see beyond our current circumstances. Anybody feel defeated here and discouraged this morning, call on God. Ask him to fill you with his spirit because the spirit will give you hope that no matter what you're feeling or facing, you can experience victory. That there is more, that God is still for you, that you will overcome, that you will have victory. That God is with you and he will work all things together for the good of those who love him and a called according to his purpose. If you need hope here today, the Holy Spirit gives hope. He will give you hope in the midst of your circumstance, that it will all turn out all right in the end. As the song said that we've listened to, I know how the story ends. Jesus has won the victory, we'll win the victory. If you need hope, the Holy Spirit will give you hope. That's how he, he can comfort us, by bringing us hope. Another way the Holy Spirit comforts us is that he gives strength. Anyone here today feeling weak? Anyone here feeling tired? Not just because you were up late last night, but anybody tired of life, tired of facing battles constantly, you're feeling weary, you're struggling. Well, the Holy Spirit empowers us and gives us a strength, supernatural strength that enables us to go on even when our natural bodies feel like failing, even when our, our own spirits feel like giving in and caving in, the Holy Spirit can give us a strength that says just one more step, one more step, step by step, keep going, keep moving forward. the Holy Spirit is like the wind in our sails that can help us and give us a strength when we need it most He can give us a courage when we face it, when we're afraid when we're scared of what's coming our way he gives us a courage knowing that we belong to the victorious God he gives us a strength to endure hardships he gives us abilities to overcome obstacles that we can't overcome on our own. There'd be many times where I've faced things in my own life and I thought, how on earth am I going to overcome this? How on earth am I going to get through this? Yet my God has come through for me time and time again in ways that I didn't know how. He opens doors. He makes ways where there seems to be no way. He's a way maker as we viewed this morning. The Holy Spirit can give us abilities to, to keep overcoming obstacles. That's another way he comforts us through peace, through hope, through strength. He comforts us also through prayer as well. Know this morning, you might be wondering, what's Jesus up to today? Jesus is ascending into heaven. What's Jesus doing in heaven? The Bible says he's praying for you. He's praying. He's interceding for us before the Father. Whether you feel like you're on your own, know that our God is praying for you. He's interceding for you today. And the Holy Spirit comforts us through prayer as well. He helps us. How many times have you been weak and struggled and thought, God, I I can't even pray anymore. I don't have the faith anymore. I'm I'm weak. I feel defeated anymore. So glad the Holy Spirit comes and he helps us to pray. As it says in Romans 8 verse 26, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray, but the Holy Spirit prays for us. We've grown in that cannot be expressed in words if you don't know what to pray anymore, if you feel at the end of yourself this morning, he'll help you to pray. He'll help you to pray, to call on God for your circumstance and need. That's another way the Holy Spirit comforts us. And final way the Holy Spirit comforts us is that he reminds us of God's love. Aren't you glad this morning? We serve a God who is for us and not against us. That we were enemies of God. Because of what Jesus has done on the cross, he's made a way possible that we could be called friends of God. That God loves us this morning. The Holy Spirit reminds us we're not never on our own, that God is with us and you are loved today. Know that. If you leave this place with nothing else from this message, I believe in this moment, God wants to remind somebody here today. God loves you. He loves you. Loves you with an everlasting love. A love that is greater than any human love. He loves you today. God loves you. The Holy Spirit reminds us of that. He reminds us of the sacrificial love of Jesus. He reassures us that we are loved, that we are valued, that we are pressured, precious, that we are cherished, that we are loved by our God, that we are children of God, and we are loved by Him. So that, they are just five ways the Holy Spirit comforts us. He comforts us in those ways. So the Holy Spirit is our helper. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He comforts us in all of those ways. And finally, the third thing we're going to look at this morning is the Holy Spirit is our teacher as well. My grandmother prayed this a bit, a little bit early on that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. He teaches us. It says in verse 14, in verse 26 of John chapter 14, but the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit whom the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my place uh, to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. He's the best teacher. Just remember back to your time in school. Remember, you might have had bad teachers in your experience. I've got to be careful because one of my teachers is here this morning, Mr. Morgan on the front row. So I've got to be careful what I say. But he was one of my favorite teachers. So I've got to say that this morning. It, that is the truth. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit hes the best teacher. He is the best teacher. Think back to those best teachers, how they were there for you, how they supported you, how they helped you, how they were kind to you, how they guided you. That's what the Holy Spirit is. That's who the Holy Spirit is. He is our teacher. He is the great teacher. And he leads us into all truth. You know, we have a society, we have a world who are talking about their truth all the time. Oh, this is my truth. This is what I believe. This is the truth to me. But we know that the ultimate truth is God's word. This is the truth in which we stand on. Not our own truth or our own experiences. It's God's truth in which we stand on. And the Holy Spirit, he leads us into all truth. He teaches us the Word of God. And you might be wondering, how does he teach us? Well, there are a few ways the Holy Spirit teaches us, and I'm just going to go through these quickly. These are the ways that the Holy Spirit teaches us and helps us understand the things of God and helps us live a life that's pleasing to God. I want to live a life that brings glory and honor to God. I don't know about you. I want to be, live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. So how does the Holy Spirit do this? Well, first of all, he teaches us through the Word of God through the Bible. This is how the Holy Spirit teaches us through this. If you wanna know God, if you wanna know you, your purpose here on earth, if you wanna know how to live this life, then you need to read this book. You need to read this book. You need to read the word of God. And the Holy Spirit inspired this book. He is the ultimate author of this book. The Holy Spirit is the author and he can help us understand its message. You know, Georgina and I, we, we study the Bible together. We read the Bible together. And in the Old Testament, in our readings, we're reading through Leviticus. If you've ever read, read through Leviticus, oh my goodness, that can be confusing. It can be struggling about all these animal sacrifices, all these laws. It's, it's like blood and goo. And we're thinking, how oh, on earth does this apply to me today? But I'm so glad we don't have to wonder or just ask, how does this apply? We don't have to try and figure it out on our own when we pray. Holy Spirit will reveal to us the meaning behind certain passages. He makes it come alive to us. He shows us. Why? Because he's the teacher. He will reveal through God's word. He will point us to Jesus. That's what he does. The Holy Spirit teaches us through the word of God. The second way the Holy Spirit teaches us is through spiritual gifts as well, which we look at in a few weeks time. We look at the gifts of the Spirit. But the Holy Spirit gives gifts to Christians, such as words of wisdom, words of knowledge, words of discernment. He'll give these words to help us and to teach us the things of God, to help us to interpret the things of God and to discern what's from God and what's not from God. Another way the Holy Spirit teaches us is through the guidance of godly leaders. I'm so glad for my pastor, my pastors. I'm so glad for the leadership of this church that I've sat under all my life, I'm so glad for godly leaders, godly mentors, godly examples. How many of you know God uses people? God speaks through people and I thank God for those trusted men and women of God who God has used to speak into my life, to guide me and help me. God uses pastors, he uses teachers, he uses mentors to help us understand the things of God, to help us grow in our faith, but also to share with us their experiences. Share with us their insights. Share with us their failings, so we can avoid them as well and apply the things of God to our lives. And if you haven't got a mentor in your life, if you haven't got somebody who can help you or encourage you, come and speak to me. I'd love to do that. Come and get alongside some of the older members of our congregation who've been following Jesus for many years. We need to do that. Older men get alongside some younger men. Older women get alongside younger women. We need to encourage each other and teach each other in the things of God. So the Holy Spirit uses godly leaders. Number four, the Holy Spirit teaches us through personal experiences as well. God can use our experiences to teach us. And that's not nice sometimes. Sometimes I've messed up and done things that aren't very nice, but God will use that to warn me, to teach me, to correct me that I've messed up And I'm going in the wrong direction. But he'll use those and bring those things to reminder so that I don't go down those routes again. Because why? God wants the best for us. He's a good father, as you heard last week from my father. He's a good father, loving father who wants the best for us. And so the Holy Spirit can teach us through those experiences. He guides us through all of them. And finally, the Holy Spirit can teach us through prayer as well. As we commune with God. God will reveal his will to us as we pray and spend time. He'll reveal God's nature and character to us and he'll help us and teach us through prayer as well. So as we come to an end of this message, I know it's a lot of teaching this morning. I know it's a lot of heavy doctrine maybe, uh, but this morning, but it's important for us to know, what does the Holy Spirit do? What exactly does he do in our lives? It's important for us to know. And I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit does do those things, that he is our helper, that he is our comforter, that he is our teacher as well. Know this morning, the Holy Spirit isn't just available to me. He's available to you every single day. You don't have to wait till Sunday to receive the Holy Spirit. He can be there with you every single day at every moment of your life. He gives peace. He gives comfort. He gives guidance and he'll help you navigate through this life. It doesn't matter how old you are, young you are. We all need the Holy Spirit. We need Him every single day. We need Him in our lives. And so this morning, I want to encourage you that the Holy Spirit is the game changer who transforms us and equips us to live our best lives for Jesus Christ. That's what He does. So I want to encourage you this week. Open up your heart to the Lord. Open up your heart and say, Holy Spirit, I need you this week. I need you today. Open up your heart to Him And then apply what he's teaching you. Seek his wisdom, seek his guidance, seek his grace, seek his help and ask him to live that out for Jesus so your life will bring glory and honor to him and you'd see victory even through your life this week. The Holy Spirit, is our helper, he's our comforter and he's also our teacher. Let's get to know the Holy Spirit. Amen.